Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Chosen Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a glorious morning, a morning that is glorious. And speaking of glory, it's Jackie O. <laughs> speaking of glory, here I am. Hey guys, how you doing? Turn good. Speaking of glory, me. Speaking of glory, it is me. Hi, everyone. Okay. Enter D. No, no. Enter no, D no, with no, the no, glory. No, 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 no. Speaking no. of glory, it's Gloria. <laughs> it's Gloria. Calling Gloria. I have to stop singing on the podcast. We're going to get into that on Friday. On Friday. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into kind of like what's been going down. There's the, a bit of drama in our lives. No, no. It's kind of like major. <laughs> It is kind of major. We haven't even spoken about it. On a personal off, level. Like one-to-one -one off email, like seven lawyers emailing yeah, us. Yeah, no, you and I, a good way. you and I have been communicating via email with our team of litigators. With our, with our team of lawyers, yeah. Um, seven business deals, seven attorneys, and we'll talk about it on Friday, okay? Yeah, I don't think it needs to be discussed before Friday. No, it wouldn't be appropriate to discuss it before Friday. Wouldn't be. So today is Tuesday, and I know that doesn't sound amazing, but let me put some things in perspective. Okay, we need this. Okay, like, because I was thinking today, I'm like, oh wait, as I was getting ready, I'm like, what day is it? Tuesday. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Do we wish it was Thursday? Of course. But at least it's not Monday. Like, at least we've already started. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but like, there was excitement on Monday yesterday, and it was- I know, we had so much to fresh, live for. Week anew, and now we're just in the thick of it. I know, and there's not like a big new Taylor and Travis story that we could like hold on to that, to buoy ourselves to. But the stories actually did come together nicely today. Took a while, but I feel good with where they're at. Okay, I'm I'm excited about that. I have a lot of thoughts. I know two of the stories I did, you know, ask to discuss, and one in particular I have a lot of thoughts on. So I can't wait to get to that. Great. Well, we'll get to it soon. Just need to catch up with the swirlies. We recorded redheads yesterday. So you guys, it's time to become a redhead. Like stop being, being an lame. uncultured, uneducated swine. Swine. Sorry, swine. swine. And join the redheads. We read great books. We just read None of This is True by Lisa Jewell, which Turdy recommended. So if Turdy liked it and we liked it, like everybody liked it. You liked it. it? Yeah. Okay. It was good, right? Yeah, it was super cute. And it's about it's like true crime. But by the way, Book like how about much did you podcast? hate that bitch Josie? Like such a loser. But then also that other girl was like, you're like so easily being taken advantage of. Like, how do you not yeah, see what's no, going on here? No, and she let this nut job into her precious life with her precious family. Kids. Oh, sorry. I don't want to spoil it. But no, that's really not what it's about. It's not at all. So I'm so glad everyone enjoyed. Love, love, love. Turdy's influencing the redheads while the redheads influence the culture. While the redheads influence the culture. And yesterday was our 50th episode. Wow. Can you believe that? 50 books. It's amazing. Like, if you just stay with the redheads, like, you will have read 50 books. Right. Just stick oh, with us. You know what we didn't discuss that I feel like actually would have been a great story? If you have some, mm. if you have a story you want to swap out. I guess there's one. Moshe posted it on Instagram. They did this big study on the reading habits of Americans based on, like, age group, gender, race, and how many books people are reading. And I thought it was really interesting. Like, for women, the most popular was, like, true crime. And if you've read more than, I think, 50 books this year, you're in the top, like, 0.01% of readers. It was really interesting. But, like, most Americans read one book in the year. That's what I read. Yeah, barely, barely. But then it was also really interesting to see, like, you know genres based on like ethnicity or race it was super interesting let me pull it up actually because there were some key takeaways Moshe posts so much I don't know how I'm ever gonna find this thing Moshe. take your time but not too much time no I won't take my time oh also okay hold on 
Reading, we do it every day. We're reading in the evening and even when we play. Oh, here. 46% of Americans did not read any books last year. 5% read more than one book. Okay. Wow. That's very little. You guys, we've got to step it up. You guys need to become a redhead. It's time. This was interesting. The country needs to join the redheads. Paper books are two times more popular than ebooks. That makes sense. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you guys. I, I left my Kindle on the plane again. We saw your Instagram story. We don't feel sorry for what you. What the fuck is wrong How with me? How are you leaving it on a plane? What do you put it in the pocket in the seat back in front of you? I must. That's disgusting. It's so dumb. Like, and by the way, not I, even dumb. Gross. I, I wouldn't want it back after that I can't with the even vomit bag. Fathom. I can't even fathom how I left my Kindle on the plane. I didn't even read on the plane. Like, why was what was it doing out? Maybe that's Ben's on me. trying to get you to stop reading. That's on me. I, I own that one. White readers prefer mystery and crime over other genres. Black readers prefer religion and spirituality. And Hispanic readers prefer history. Young adults favor fantasy, of course. Millennials favor history. And older readers prefer mystery and crime. That's so funny that like this whole like movement of romance and, you know, reading smut and like is like not represented here at all. Well, maybe that's because it's kind of multi-generational, multicultural. No, but it just feels like these books, like the Evelyn Hugo's like, to have yeah. to, but they have taken over the world that they're in the list every week. Yeah. Where's the romance representation? And where's like the Taylor Jenkins read? Where does she fall into it? So how many books did you read last year? 42. You were in the 94th percentile. I'm in the 99. Me? Yeah, you. Little old me. I just thought that was so interesting. That is interesting. But it is interesting how like you think book talk has like, changed the reading landscape and in a lot of ways it hasn't. And this is not shocking, but ebook ebooks attract the heaviest readers, which makes the most of sense. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I thought that was fascinating. I guess we don't need to include it as a story because I just did. Because we just debriefed so we can stick with the five that we have. When does Redheads come out tomorrow? I'm standing by the five. Thirty. How could you ask that? Thursday. <gasps> Thursday. Sorry. In two days? In two days, yes. The first Thursday of the month, which this month was on February 1st. So we had to get rough. to step in. We had to get to step in on That's recording. Rough. Yeah. But you know what? We turned out always fun to be with the Swirly. Such a great group. Such a great group of dynamic readers with women varied opinions. Of dynamic women. 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 Let's talk about, no, let's not. I had a very busy morning, actually. My home is really coming together. Very exciting. I got my couches. I got my drapes. I cannot ooh, wait. I'm also hosting book club next week, and I was not going to host if my couch ooh. was not going to come in time. But my couch came. Pressure's on. Are you going to cook? No. Um, but it's Balabusta. Yeah, no, but I'm going to do like a kosher catering. Like I'm going to really go all out for the girlies. They deserve it. Dirty. Jackie, they, chili. They deserve like good food. They don't deserve whatever crap I can scrounge no, together. They have Ben cook. I really, I want it to be, and I, then I, like, I'm, I want my house to be so clean. Like, I don't want to have to then, like, clean the kitchen after I cook. Like, I'll be ordering from, like, a kosher butcher or something. And what are you reading? Oh, I have to read the book. It's called, like, Kitty Carr. Oh, The Lives of Kitty Carr. Something, yeah, Kitty Carr. I've seen it. I think it was a Reese's pick. I was tempted by it. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. I almost chose it, like, once for the redheads, and then I didn't. I don't always, like, like. I don't love when something that we choose also Reese has chosen because it just feels like everyone in the world is reading the same book when we should be all reading like more than one book. And you should be platforming multiple authors. Right, right. And this author has already had her moment. So um, 
I actually, I think that was the month I chose Edvika. And I feel good about that. Okay. And the Hollywood Wives. This was like kind of similar. Um, but we it looks almost, good. It's on my want to read. We almost chose, what's the book you just read on Redheads that you said was Strange great? Strange Sally Diamond. But somebody in the book club had read it. Darn, darn, darn. Yeah. So um, that's exciting. My house is coming along. It's so great when you start to like love your home, you know? It's like, so, like I can't wait to get home and hang this piece of art, you know? What piece of art? Just the art that you bought me that's now going in my dining room. Oh my gosh, the Grey Mallon? Is it Grey Mallon? Or, or Slim Aaron's? the other one? Slim Aaron's, yeah, one of them. It's one of them. It's giving Italian landscape. It's going in my dining room. It matches perfectly and I'm so excited. So it's truly the gift that keeps on giving. Me, little old me. So... Anything else you want to like catch up on before we dive in? Busy day yesterday. Just doing a lot of personal admin, you know? Personal. Oh, you know what? I actually made a TikTok this morning that I wanted to bring up today. Because there's this big conversation. This girl's video on TikTok went viral. Her name is Darcy. And she does like beauty makeup stuff. And so she's like, unbox my PR with me. I've been gone for a week. And Jackie, there might have been 500 boxes. It was the craziest thing. And it really spawned this conversation about like the gifting industry and PR. And, you know, we've been having this conversation on the toast for many years. No one listens to us. But now on TikTok, everyone's talking about it. So I made a TikTok like giving my two cents. And I wanted to know like what's your thoughts and experience on like the insane amount of gifting that comes with being an influencer? Obviously, it's like first world problems isn't real. But like what are your thoughts? My thoughts are when it's good, keep sending it. When it's crap, you can keep it. And you know when it's crap. Jackie, I literally said that in my TikTok. I'm like... At the end of the day, like what most people don't realize, I think a lot of people look at like the gifting thing as like with envy. And what you don't realize is like, it's all crap. It's all crap and you feel, you don't want to, nobody like throws it away so you want to donate it. But you also feel bad like just get getting rid of all this stuff so you try and incorporate it into your life and then you just have so much crap. It's crap. It's crap on crap. But what I've noticed is I feel like beauty brands used to send their whole collection to influencers because it's hard to guess someone's shade. Yeah, of course. But now they're sending like four shades. Yeah, I just saw Kylie's um, foundation launch did that. I just saw Kylie's foundation. I've been seeing some of the videos and I'm really tempted to try it. The thing is, though, I love my foundation and I have no issues with it. I don't know how a foundation could be better for me than the one that I'm using. Foundation is also so personal. But it looks thick. I like a thick granny foundation. You do yeah. like a thick granny. I like full coverage. I've heard it's very matte and like drying. I don't know if that's it's, your vibe. No, but that's not what I heard. Oh, okay. Where did you hear that? Like people reviewing it on social media. I feel like I need to just try it. But then it's like, it's hard to just try it because I still have to get probably three colors to find my color. Well, you could go to Ulta. Could I? <laughs> Such a good point. <laughs> like, seriously, could I? No, I mean, yes, actually. No, you I'm could. Sorry. If I'm leaving the house, look at my nails. Look yeah, at my, you guys don't want to see my toes. Oh my God, what I did to my toes. I tried to clip them. Oh. Claudia, they look like dinosaurs. Like, I raggedy jaggedy was that charlie or harry pregnancy where i clipped your toenails for you i feel like it was, it was harry both. they were scary oh, after, after i gave birth to harry yeah they were really long and like we were all just like coming over every day and she was just like had her dogs out and i was like i think for the culture in my, in my bed like nursing my child i said for the culture we need to get these dogs under control and so she trimmed them but it's hard to clip your own toenails and even not as a pregnant person yeah, no, but even like I just clipped my toenails because they were getting too long and I didn't do a good job. And why is it so hard? Oh, you know, I did want to share something like not to brag, but I did like reach a new personal milestone yesterday. Okay. At the gym. 
So like running is really hard for me. Like I'm just like an extremely out of shape person between the vaping and, you know, being obese for many years. It's just not something I can do. Um, so I've been trying to like run for like a full song. Like ever since I started my health journey, it's really hard. I ran for four minutes straight yesterday. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. And I really feel as though the only reason I was able to do it was because I pulled up on YouTube the 1989 version of Wildest Dreams X Enchanted and like the last four minutes of that when she's just going so hard like it really it powered me through and I was really proud of myself I'm sweating so hard it's like literally four minutes how embarrassing is that whatever I did it you know on FaceTime when you do a thumbs up now it does a thumbs up bubble. I'm so glad you brought that up because I keep getting thumbs ups from you and I know you're not giving a thumbs up, but I actually did just give you a thumbs up. Are you getting it? Oh no, I'm on my computer. Yeah, no, I'm getting it on my computer. I'm on my computer too. Oh my I got God, a thumbs, a thumbs up. up. Obsessed. Okay, because I just got the new phone and somebody- <laughs> Couple grandmas. Wait, Jackie, do you know this one? You can send oh. hearts if you do hard hands. Oh. And two peace signs. Hold on. Okay, one peace sign sends balloons. Or does it? And then it? two peace signs sends balloons and confetti. I didn't get that, but it works, I believe though. you. That's very cool. Let's get a pregnant redhead. I'm loving my new iPhone. God, it's let's good. Get a pre let's get a redhead bride. Yep. Because redheads are tr tried wives, too. Like, they get married and settle down. <laughs> redheads get pregnant. Red redheaded baby. Redheaded anything. Redheaded baby. And then also it's like, okay, so we have pregnant man, but not pregnant redheaded man. Right. Well, then it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to wait in line. And now, oh, imagine if they did pregnant <laughs> redheaded man they before. Would, at, at this before, point, they would. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the rate that things are going. Yes. That's actually like the logical next step. Yeah. Anything to not get the redhead variant. But I'm so glad. I've gotten so much outreach and support from redheads. The, the redheads group chats are popping off. That's good. That I am speaking for the people. I'm the voice of the people. And you guys, I'm happy to do it. It's, it's basically, time. At this point, it's you and Shannon. Like. Yeah, it is. Mm. And Shannon was just, I saw after we recorded that she was literally saying this on her story that there's no redhead bride. She is a redheaded bride. But if she were a male bride, then she'd have an emoji. Oh, Shannon's coming to town. Let me tell you, Shannon called me yesterday and it was when my drapes were being installed. And she's like, what does that sound? I'm like, oh, my drapes are being installed. She's like, oh my God, so funny. My drapes were just installed. And I was like, so excited about my drapes. And then she showed drapes me- Drapes are exciting. Jackie, then she showed me like her bedroom. Like, I can't deal with Shannon's house. I wanted I to burn even. my house to the ground. I was like, oh, she's like, show me yours. I'm like, no, they're not done yet. <laughs> no, I, when I was on her podcast, I was saying this to Shannon. This is like two separate things. But what I was saying, like her house is mm -hmm. just came together so quickly. So beautiful. Done to a T. But she says it's because of tailored. Her best friend is like really great with design and just tells her what to buy. Oh, but like the thing about Shannon is like, oh, she wants to paint her kitchen cabinets. It's done tomorrow. Like she's so quick with it. Proactive. Oh, I need to take my Christmas tree down at 6 a.m. on December 26th. She's so like, she doesn't. She she was wrong for that moment. she was wrong for that she explained why she did it and I understood like just that feeling of needing to purge and she had moved so much furniture around for her Christmas setup and she had uh people staying with her and they never got to see her house as it is without all the Christmas crap and like normal like to me that's just like an extremely privileged thing to do like she doesn't know what it's like to like not some people be able. don't have a Christmas tree she doesn't know what it's like to not be able to decorate for Christmas so to take it down so quickly and swiftly and so kind of you know, disrespectfully? No, she made it make sense to me, but I, I mean, I feel the same way. Even the other day she posted her messy closet 
And she's like, don't worry. It was so messy, like no shade. And she was like, don't worry, it will be cleaned up today. And it was cleaned up today. For me, if that were my closet, three months later. I actually relate to Shannon in that sense. Like if something needs to be done, I'll get it done that day. Like I'm extremely proactive. But, but like- Except just- this pap smear. Like I have been needing to get a pap smear for like two months. And I just, every day I'm like, oh, I have to make the appointment today. I have to make the appointment today. I have to make the, and I just can't make the appointment. When it comes to making appointments, I'm not your girl. Yes, you're not. No, but I've realized that's something I can delegate to my husband, not my pap smear, but appointments in general. I love that. I love the phase of growing up where you realize like our husbands like can, can help us. Like they should take stuff off our plates. And the thing is our husbands love talking on the phone. Love. And I, it's my weakness in life. Yeah. And so I think that's a perfect situation where this is now your responsibility. Love. Yeah. Love. Um, okay. So I feel as though we've dilly-dallied long enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know us. We could always further wax, dilly. We could wax poetic. We could dilly further and dally further. We could always dally further. I don't know about dilly. She is so lost. Without further dilly-dallying, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And major, major news is that the Fast Five stories are brought to you by McDonald's. That's right. We have reached elite level of podcasting. McDonald's is today's sponsor. As toasters, you guys know, we are truly wholeheartedly obsessed and in love with McDonald's. I think we talk about McDonald's at least once a week on the toast. Is there anything better than getting home from a late night and having McDonald's, taking a long road trip with your gal pals and just cruising on through the drive-thru? No, there's literally nothing better. Also, if you're just a busy on-the-go person, kids, mouths to feed, yourself included, McDonald's is so great. It's just fabulous. And we're so excited to partner with McDonald's to talk about their classic burgers, which are hotter, juicier, and tastier than ever before. So much so that the hamburger is back on the loose. We have nothing but empathy and respect for the hamburger because how could you blame him for trying to get the Big Mac he deserves? McDonald's patties are cooked to juicy perfection and the cheese is perfectly melted. We're talking a pillowy, soft golden bun and a Big Mac, Big Mac, excuse me, that now a Big Mac. <laughs> and a Big Mac that now has more special sauce in every bite. We stand firmly with the hamburger because these are truly McDonald's best classic burgers ever. You can try McDonald's best burgers ever at a McDonald's near. And that's a fabulous thing about McDonald's. There's always one somewhere, you know, so treat yourself. It's only Tuesday. You know, we have a lot more living to do. So get that, get that burger from McDonald's and treat yourself at a McDonald's near you. Today's episode is also brought to you by KiwiCo. KiwiCo Panda Crate is a bi-monthly subscription for babies zero to 24 months. It's perfect for brain building, play made fun. It's made with care. KiwiCo products are free of BFA, flathlates, and lead. They use only non-toxic, water-based paints and finishes. So KiwiCo is a fabulous thing to get for your kids. I feel like what I've learned by being a full-time auntie, stay-at-home auntie, is it is hard to keep these kids engaged. It is hard to find toys that will keep them busy, but also intellectually stimulated. You don't want to just like pop them in front of a screen for hours. So KiwiCo is science-backed safe play. When it comes to babies' playtime, trust matters, and KiwiCo goes above and beyond. They're designed in partnership with experts at the Seattle Children's Hospital. They're not only safe and high quality, but they're also age-appropriate and supportive of your baby's growth. So they support your baby's rapid development with products that support child-led play and encourage open-ended exploration. Nurture your little one's growing brain through fun and engaging play 
And it's designed with care. Their thoughtful quality design choices and materials promote healthy development, and they are designed with high-quality materials, ensuring that they withstand the test of time. So not only are you keeping these kids occupied for more than five minutes, you're also engaging them. These are toys that are going to help them develop, help them learn, discover new things, build a robot. So unlock brain-building play with KiwiCo Panda Crate. Get 50% off your first month with code TOAST at KiwiCo.com slash panda. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com slash panda. Promo code TOAST. Thank you, La. You're welcome, and thank you, KiwiCo. Our first story, we've got some musical beef today. The first two. two. First one, Nicki Minaj releases Megan Thee Stallion diss track called Bigfoot amid their ongoing feud. So Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion have been having a musical feud over the last few days. Last week, Megan Thee Stallion put out a song called Hiss, and there is a line on the song about Megan's law which is about a law that requires um, the sex offender registry sex to be public. offenders to register with the state. And we know that Nicki Minaj's husband is a level two sex offender in New York state. So is her brother. So this line seems to be about a little bit of a, sh- of a diss towards Nicki Minaj. The thing is, is that it could have been a diss towards Nicki Minaj, but Nicki Minaj like took it personally and then released her own diss track, basically just kind of outing herself like as the target of this lyric. It probably was about Nicki Minaj, but it could have not been, you know? Yeah, she had plausible deniability, but maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes where they, because the, the origin of this feud is weird. They've been- they've, they've worked together. Worked together before and they've been fine. So it's like, what happened? Is this the first thing to happen? If this is the first thing to happen, yeah, it's kind of an outsized reaction. But if there's stuff behind the scenes and then- Megan took it public with this line, Megan's Law. Now Nikki's responding in kind. She put out a song called Bigfoot. She, and she put it out a few days after the initial song came out. So she moves quickly. Yep. And I listened to it. It's, very it's definitely good. about Megan the Stallion. Yeah. So here are some of the lyrics. This little Begging W word talking about Megan's Law. What's for, the W word? I don't know. Oh, they, they bleeped it out? They blinked it out. I was thinking wench. Or witch. But like they wouldn't bleep that out. I don't know. What's a W word? <laughs> Sound off in the comments, even though it's oh, God, don't. a bad word. Yeah. <laughs> For, okay, this is, here's the ride. This little Begging W talking about hit a, this little Begging W talking about Megan's Law. For a free beat, you could hit Megan Raw. Ooh. If you a ghostwriter, party in Megan Jaw. Wait, if you a ghost writer, party in Megan's jaw? I don't get it. I think. Like blowjob. Yeah, okay. I think. Shots thrown, but I still ain't let Megan score. Bad bitch, she like six foot. I call her Bigfoot. The bitch fell off. I said, get up on your good foot. Because, you know. She was shot in the foot by Tory Lanez. She was shot in the foot by Tory Lane. She also accuses like- Megan of lying to Gail King on CBS Morning about the details of the 2020 assault by Tory Lanez. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember when we reported on that story, Jackie said the name Tory Lanez a thousand times and every single time she called him Tory Lanez. <laughs> also, I saw this morning, it said Megan Thee Stallion was going on um, GMA. She had a big announcement. And then I never saw what the announcement is. I don't think GMA is where you take your beef. This whatever she's announcing, it's going to be like, like an a album collaboration or with the Brad Stalls, not 
like what yeah, your response yeah. to Nicki Minaj. Anyways, she also in the outro, Nicki teases there's a second installment to the diss track and she repeats, lying on your dead mama on your dead mama. She said, oh, ho, the things you've lied about, even pertaining to your mom, you don't want them out, okay? Now, since you think it's funny to speak about people's families, we'll all join in. We'll all play the reindeer games. So here's where I stand. <laughs> I feel as though we were just having the conversation about Nicki Minaj. Like, she's so funny and iconic and, like, she's so deeply problematic. But, like, whatever, you know? This was, like, a gentle reminder. She is married to a sex offender and related to one. And it's just, like, low-key crazy. It really is. And I think that Megan Thee Stallion low-key got shot in the foot. And I feel like this is the third time, like, it's been made into a rap lyric and, like, people make fun of her. I feel like the rap community has actually been really awful to her after she was literally shot. And I kind of stand with Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, really? Yeah. And then and then Nicki Minaj, like, once this track came out, Megan Thee Stallion, like, really played this well. She released the track. Then Nicki responded. Nicki's been going insane on social media, leaving the most insane comments on, like, regular users, like, people in the fandoms. TikToks and stuff. She's been like kind of acting like a nut and Meg is just kind of letting her act nutty. So I, I do feel like Megan won. Even though Megan like did start it. She did start it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was going to say, I think this song, like it's really good. The lyrics are cutting. It's a good diss track. Like she thoroughly dissed her. Yep. She's been dissed. She's been dissed. And I feel like Nicki Minaj finds herself in these feuds often. So it's kind of like a Nikki thing. Yeah. But at this point, like, I'm gonna, I'm sticking with Nikki. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I feel like when she was fighting with Cardi B, we we didn't. We but didn't. know. Like, I. where's Cardi B? I stood firmly with Cardi B. Right. Uh, because I felt as though, like, Nikki really couldn't handle not being the only female rapper. And, and she should have been more supportive, even though that's so much easier said than done, by the way. Like, I honestly kind of stand with Nikki on that. Um... No, I, I mean, where is what, Cardi B? That's a good call. Who knows what the beef is? I just think time and time again, like Nikki, she's hysterical. She, her music she is, is great. Like the fact that she wrote this seriously disful track. It's extremely disful. <laughs> it's extremely disful in a matter of days. Like she's the queen. She's oh, the she's, queen for a reason. Way, she's a supreme talent. I, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Like she really, her personal life is a little chaotic. Yeah, oh, we, okay, when we're talking about this, like, I just have to take that out of it because, of course, she loses every time. If oh, okay, oh, okay, by the way, you have to say that. Yeah, no, no, sorry. Like You're taking the sex offender thing out of the equation, even though it's, like, a major part I of know, the equation. I know, it's hard equation. to, like, just take out of the equation, but I, if we put it on the table, there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> no, it's so true, it's kind of a game over. Game over, so we kind of have to take it off the table so we can even talk about the diss track. But that's unfair to Megan The Stallion because like facts are facts, like your husband's a sex offender. No, it's like, and okay, why we just like take stuff off the table. No, I, I understand. I just really like Megan The Stallion. Like, I also really like Nicki Minaj. You know what, what if we just, what if we just didn't take sides? Okay, and I think also with this, like time will tell. We'll see how it ages. Yeah. Also, I do think it's probably best for Megan the Stallion not to respond because Nikki does look like a little loony. Yeah. Just like going off for days. Yeah, yeah it's an it's a big response to a one line. Yeah. She just really also just outed herself in responding. For sure, but Nikki's not like coy like that. Like, oh, maybe if I don't say anything, like no one will notice that it's about me. That it's my husband's a sex offender. Yeah, you know, she's not like trying to hide. Yeah, that's true. She's like, what'd you say? Say it again. Say it to my face. 
yeah. Like, this just could never be me. I'm so averse to confrontation, especially publicly. Like, I feel like we're really not, and maybe this is to our detriment because this is like a huge part of being like a podcaster and just like a, an internet person is like having beef. It is, but then everyone who has beef, they like talk a big talk and then the second the other person hears it, they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. It's so true, <laughs> but like, should we start some beef like for our careers? I think we need to have beef with Tana Mojo. Mm, no no I actually like I really like her yeah me and too. I also like her co-host she has a podcast too um do who should we beef do we have current beef well we'll talk about it on Friday <laughs> oh yes for sure we no, have like, beef real we beef. have beef social media beef I feel like a lot of the beef has been squashed recently yes I would agree with you but there really there was never like actual beef we just like you know we're nor we're girls so, like we just see other people on social media and we're like oh you know <laughs> no no but like no we've had beef and now we don't have beef who are you talking oh oh yeah yeah yeah. oh you know what? actually yeah the should we talk about it squashed. no should no no okay because that's the thing about squashing beef like you mean to you don't forward. bring it up you don't move back and I do think it's worth mentioning we're not going to bring it up but like in the beef like we actually were wrong yeah but yeah. So it's not like if we brought it up, it would actually only be like in a positive light for the person we squashed the beef with. Yeah, that they would be forgiving. But we're not going to talk about it. But just know like you're right. We currently have no Internet beef. I forgot. And we've talked about that beef before. We did have beef. We do not have beef anymore. Like there is it's vegetarian. It's vegetarian. I actually was just realizing I think I have beef with someone. Who? Like, I text mean, it at least me. I should. I'm going to text, text it, it to me. you. <laughs> oh my Jackie's laughing like an evil witch and she has beef I, have, I definitely have beef when I send you this person's name you're gonna be like yeah there's beef there is beef and you know what <laughs> I hate her she's wrong and you're right thank you did I she agree. ever respond I don't think so I mean that was humiliating but for like her. it would be classic me if someone like responded like a diss in my dm and I didn't see it it's so true like too busy to beef too busy to beef. Too bi That's the name of our diss track. Too busy to beef. And the thing about my beef is that if you guys like what I, what happened was public. So yeah, uh, there's nothing that like happened behind the scenes. Like you guys could maybe figure it out. Oh my God. That's so funny. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess we like low key do have beef. Yeah. Yeah, love beef. Are you ready for our next? Wait, also, let me check to you one more person who I feel like we might have beef with. Me or you? We. We. Oh, okay. Texted. We're united front. If one of us has beef, all of us have beef. Oh, yeah, by the way, I stand with you against that other bitch. Oh, yeah. That one, like, is a little, like, we, yeah. We do have beef with that, yeah, right? Unfortunately, we do have beef. Yeah. And I meant to tell you, we actually just got, like, an email about that beef. You're lying. No, I swear. How annoying, how annoying is this conversation for people listening who don't who aren't us the thing is everything that we're discussing like it's it's all public. in the public domain so if yeah. you've been paying attention closely you could piece it together yeah do I have beef with anyone else well I can't did I say on this podcast that I officially squashed a beef between Shannon and Tinks you did or okay. maybe it was on Patreon breaking Fred but it's okay a, a week delay you had a week exclusive on Freaking I'm bringing Fred. the girlies together Shannon and Tink's beef is over they squashed it they don't even remember what it was about and like they're both agreed just to like drop in and be friends now they follow each other love love bring like that's the Barbie movie okay <laughs> you know are you ready for our next story which is more musical beef yes I'm so excited about this one <laughs> Zach Bryan and Walter Hayes are beefing Walter what I <laughs> 
Walker. Walter Hayes and Tony Lanes. <laughs> Walker Hayes. And Tori? Lanez, yeah. Not Tony. Tori. Wait. But it's a man. Tori. It's Tori. It's Tori. It's a man named Tori, yeah. It's a man. Confusing. Confusing. It's a redheaded pregnant man named Tori. <laughs> Lanez. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, back to the story. <laughs> Tony Linez. Tori Linez. <laughs> we'll never know. It's like Maj Dijon. Like. It's so funny. <laughs> Linez. It's really, you made it French. <laughs> oh, Oh my god, I'm also cracking up that like we told we spoke about that story once. I, once. I said Tori Lynette the whole time. And then we never spoke about it again. It was just giving like mic chop, you know? Lynette boom. Drop. And I'm sorry, like it will always be Lynette for me. I agree. It has and always will be Lynette. And considering like he shot someone and he's in jail, like I don't he have doesn't to, he doesn't deserve like that I have to get his name right. Oh, one thousand percent. Also, if it's Lanes with a Z, like that's probably not his real name. Right, right. It's Linez. <laughs> so it's Linez. Anyways, Walker Hayes and Zach Bryan are beefing because Zach Bryan woke up one day and decided to be a little rude. Okay, okay, okay. And he, yes, he, he yes. Tweeted, however, however, he woke up and decided to be rude, but also to tell a hard truth. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but at the expense of someone. Yeah. And he said, "Imagine being radio, whoever the hell that is, hearing." Shake the Frost by Tyler Childers and being like, no, no, let's go with the Applebee's song, which is so a reference those- to the Walker Hayes fans song called Fancy Like, which was huge on TikTok. And then there's a line about Applebee's. So it's clearly about that song. Right. If people don't know, like the context in country, Tyler Childers is kind of this like more outskirts. He's very not like pop mainstream country. He's very folksy, but he's a really big following. And he is one of his biggest songs is called Shake the Frost. It's like very, he's very deep, very country. Like it's kind of poetic. And the Applebee's song was like the number one song on country radio for like three months. And it goes like this. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that bourbon streak steak with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream and a top too. Like it is, it was played everywhere. You definitely know the song. It was played everywhere. Yeah, we non- all know it. Nonstop for probably three months. And it was some of the worst months of my life, like for real. So I, I, I actually, in its essence, I agree with his point. Yeah. But in order to raise up one artist, he had to throw some, another artist under the bus, even though he was really trying to make a commentary about, like, radio in general. Culture, yeah. And instead, like, he besmirched Walker Hayes' name, and Walker Hayes is fighting back. So he responded to the tweet. At first, he just responded with another tweet, and it was very mature. What did it say? I can't find oh. it. Oh, well, it was just, like, you know, different strokes, very very um mature, very you know, a bigger person. Let me find it. I can tell you exactly what it was. Yeah. Because then after that, he did a little more. Hold on. Take your time. You're right. Where is his tweet? Oh, Walker Hayes then responded... 
big shout out to radio for that Applebee's song. Zach and Tyler praying y'all's continued success. So honestly, had he left it at that, I would have had a lot of respect. Now, he was insulted, so he has every right to respond. But, like, Zach Bryan, like, had a good point. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. His response, the first one, was good. And then he decided to also put out a song about the situation. The lyrics include, woke up... Wait, wait, so wait, wait. So he took the high, high road, and then, like, the next day changed his mind and recorded a song about it. Yeah, no, I think he's still on the high road because it was a mature song with, like, a mature message, still not, like, a diss track. But... It just was a little extra. So the lyrics go like this. Woke up this morning, read something mean. Something in the orange says you're feeling green. Felt like throwing punches. I just held him back because Jesus didn't die for me so I could fight with Zach. That'll be me next time I'm getting into a fight with my husband. <laughs> Literally. In the um, post caption. So he posted the song to his Instagram. And then in the caption, he said... Me and my buddies were talking about the whole Zach Bryan thing. They were saying they appreciated how I responded. I confess that they only saw my best foot forward. I had a hundred smart ass responses in the chamber that I didn't fire off. Then we got to talking about people in general, why we get insecure, etc. Mostly about how artists size each other up, compare and talk trash. It's obviously our natural human tendency to be a little butthurt by anyone else's success. Then we wondered about that. Why on earth we would do that as songwriters, knowing that 0.001% of us are actually making it in this biz. It took me 18 years to feed my kids with music and I'll still knock something I hear on the radio because I didn't write it. So we tried our best to put it all in a twanger. And this is what we got. I hope it makes y'all talk about stuff that matters. Like, so mature, we love, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I feel as though... I'm like annoyed that like Zach Bryan comes off as the villain here because I think his point like needs to be spoken about. Like what is it with country radio? Also just radio in general, how like the worst songs become the most popular. What is I, that? And not the worst songs, but there are like sometimes bad, not the best songs that they play over and over again. Like why? Right. And we're like, forced into liking them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Fancy Like went viral on TikTok, not on radio, and they started playing it on the radio because it was so big on TikTok. Perhaps. That's actually a good point. So I, I don't know that that one's like the best example, but I do think there is, you know, an argument to be made here. But I think in general, now Walker Hayes is trying to like capitalize on the moment. I yes. think he's also trying to, he sees that people are talking about him and people might not know him as an artist. And I think aside from fancy, like, like he's a very talented singer and songwriter and he writes like soulful music, not just Applebee's jingles right and he's trying to use this moment to show everyone what an, a talented artist he is like he wrote this song what overnight and if you listen to it he sounds amazing so I think he's trying to use a moment to be like I'm not just the fancy like guy because I'm sure part of him is like fancy like isn't my best song either why is radio no. playing it by the way he definitely I think that happens with a lot of singers they like resent that one song because it's not emblematic of like who they are and what they're capable of yeah I've like been using the word emblematic so much. It's such a great word. I feel like it's emblematic of how great of who that I am. word is. Yeah. But also, I, I I do think it's a little bit of a miss in Walker Hayes' caption for him to be like, you know, jealous of someone's, you know, like Zach Bryan's not jealous. No, I, I don't think so either. I just really like Walker Hayes. We've interviewed him a few times at the CMA. Sweetie, He's sweetie. a really nice person sweetie he's like sober he's a dad he's really got like a good head on his shoulders sweetie yeah and I like what he said like it took him 18 years to like feed his kids yeah through his music like he's not going to be knocking whatever song it is the song to 
be the song to do that. Say song so again. True. Zach Bryan then did like post another tweet being like, I didn't mean like to like bring down someone. I was just trying to make a point. For sure. But you did bring someone down and you they're down. And they're going to pick themselves up. Yeah. And like, I feel like, why you got to be Walker? Why you got to be so rude? I, it could have been anyone. But I just feel like Walker, really, like, he's not the biggest artist. Like, maybe go after, like, a Luke Bryan song that stings. It's such a good point. Like, all those, like, OG country guys, like Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, like, their music sucks. No, no, their music doesn't suck. But, like, they definitely have a corny song that's on the radio. Go after that. Sunrise, what about the Bumblebee sunburn, song of Blake Shelton? Sunset, repeat. Like, that's the worst song on the planet. Right. Like, go after one of them, not the one song Walker hates on the radio. But the thing is, when Zach that's Bryan... Is so true. When Zach Bryan woke up and decided to fire off his fire point, he wasn't thinking about this. He was just like, I'm making a fire point. No, so true. Not, he wasn't thinking, how will this affect Walker's day? Wait, he wasn't thinking, what about Walker? No, he wasn't. Right. And that, so that's, I guess, therein lies the issue. He wasn't thinking about Walker, but like, he doesn't need to be thinking about Walker. He's just a person trying to say something. Aren't we all just people trying to say something? Every damn day, Latterd. Every damn day. So I'm gonna issue a truths here. Yeah, like, let's kind of do what we did with Shannon and Tanks, you know? Just, you guys, it wasn't meant to be personal. It's not like Megan's Law. Right, right. It's not like Mr. Lanez. Also, at the end of the day, like, this is a moment for Walker Hayes, which he really hasn't had, so. Yeah. And it's a great way for him to showcase, like, his talent. Right. I think it's fine. I think it's fine, too. Are you ready for our next story? What number is it? Number three. Yes. And something that's like kind of not fine. Oh, no. Nikki and Brie Garcia, formerly Bella, are oh. shocked and disheartened by WWE sexual assault and trafficking claims. Excuse me? Okay. So the sisters who were previously part of the WWE under the stage name, the Bella Twins, left the company last year and they had to change their name because the company owned the Bella name. So now they're the Garcia Twins. You knew that. We talked about that. I did know that, but like they will always be the Bella Twins today. Yeah. But so it's like X, formerly Twitter. Garcia, yeah, formerly yeah. Bella. They yeah, shared yeah, yeah. a joint statement. Toast, formerly Breath. They shared a statement on their respective Instagram accounts about the recent allegations of sexual assault against the company, along with its co-founder, Vince McMahon, and WWE executive, John... Jackie, Jackie. Just let it go. McMahon. <laughs> next one. Like, he's literally so famous. But yeah, the next like, one's coming up. It's going to be worse. Okay. <laughs> and WWE executive, John Laurentius, who's their stepdad. Who's stepdad? The Bella sisters, you know, their mom married that WWE executive. Oh, I didn't know that. You did. You watched Bella's show. I don't think I did, actually. Who am I talking to? No, like, you were obsessed with, the, with like, Total Diva, like, Bella. No, I, I never watched. I never watched Total Divas. I only, like, just casually fell into the Bellas one day. I never watched. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, <laughs> their mom was married to a WWE executive, or is married. John, they call him John. Okay. Just and believe a, it at John L. A former employee is accusing Vince and John of sexual assault, physical and emotional abuse. Well, they're two separate things, but this uh, the former employee filed a lawsuit claiming that she experienced physical and emotional abuse, sexual assault, and trafficking while working at the company. Among her claims in the court docs, she alleged that Vince pushed her for a physical relationship in exchange for her employment at the WWE and that he had sexual he had recruited John to have sexual relations with her as well. Um, is that what is that what makes it human trafficking? Yeah. 
And then so they put out a statement, and that's their stepdad, saying, right. we are shocked and disheartened with the recent allegations against members of the WWE. It has been a lot to process since we found out this past week, just as you all did. This is something we don't stand for or condone from anyone, no matter who they are. We want all women to feel safe and supported in the workplace and in their everyday lives. Damn. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. And it's also crazy how even though they're no longer in the WWE and they don't even have their name because of it, like they're still kind of the face and they have to... No, it sucks. Like the WWE, WWE like literally took their name. Yeah. But they still are like having to answer for the sins of the WWE. Yeah. I, I don't really, I don't believe in this like culture where like everyone connected to everything like has to talk on everything. It is their stepdad, but like they're not affiliated with this company anymore. I guess they are like the biggest women to come out of the WWE. So it's like a nice thing for them to stand in solidarity. Yeah. But this like. And I'm sure they, they do stand, you know, like. Of course. Well, no, I don't think they're for no, human trafficking. Like, yeah, it's just kind of like it's an obvious statement. Right. No, like statement culture, I'm not like a huge fan of. And like the instances where people actually like should speak out, they don't. So it's like always unnecessary statements. Like I didn't think the Bella Twins were involved in human trafficking, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Or that it was something that they advocated for. Well, I'm not in their DMs or comments, so I don't know how many, like, if people were calling for this. And so if yeah, it was like in response sending, to that. Sending them the link being like, yikes, Bella Twins, really hope you say something. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they just felt compelled to say something. Yeah. But they're but saying But it's definitely something. awkward. That's like their mom's boyfriend, husband. Husband. So, yeah. Who knows? And they do a lot of work as, like, podcasters and talking. So I guess in that sense... Yeah. It would come up at some point. Yeah. But yeah, crazy times. Are you ready for our but next story? Is it the next story that's brought to you by the new Lionsgate film Scrambled? Yes, it is. What a crazy coincidence. Scrambled, a heartfelt yet hilarious journey of self-discovery and self-love. It's written and directed and starring Leah McKendrick, who is, quote, among IndieWire's top female filmmakers to watch this year. So here's what the movie's about. It's actually, I think, like a really relatable story, especially for the toasters who might find themselves in a similar life stage. So she's a quintessential eternal bridesmaid. Her name is Nellie Robinson, obviously played by Leah McKendrick. She constantly finds herself between weddings, baby showers, bad dates. So when she begins to feel like the clock is ticking, she is faced with the bleak romantic prospects. Nellie decides to freeze her eggs, setting her on an empowering journey to a brave new world where she ultimately discovers the one she's looking for might just be herself. Film Threat says it's brilliant storytelling. You can learn more about the movie, watch the trailer at lionsgate.com slash movies slash scrambled. I thought the trailer was hysterical. It looked so cute. So many familiar faces in the movie too. I also think like a lot of people, this is going to be like Leah McKendrick's like moment. She's going to end up being like a major like move, filmmaker movie girly after this movie because I think that a lot of people are going to, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. It's in theaters on February 2nd. It is rated R. If you want to learn more, watch the trailer for the Scrambled movie starring Leah McKendrick. You can do so at lionsgate.com slash movies slash scrambled. That's S-C-R-A-M-B-L-E-D. Like eggs. Get it? No, I do get it. I think that's a really clever title. And it seems it's also she scrambled in her personal life and, and the eggs of it all. Today's episode is also brought to you by Manscaped. Getting ready for Valentine's Day and don't know what to give the gift to give the man in your life? No worries. Manscaped is here to save your love story with all the new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Snag 20% off and free shipping with Code Toast at checkout. It is the ultimate gift to elevate his grooming game and keep the romance alive all year round. So Manscaped is a great gift for the man in your life for, for Valentine's Day. One, because it's just like a good gift, but also because like it serves you as well. 
You know, it's like your man gross. Does he have nose hair? Does he have ear hair? Does he, could he, you know, trim the pubes a little bit? Manscaped, a gift for you, but a gift for him. So the Lawnmower 5.0 features, it's an electric trimmer that features skin safe technology, which will guard his sensitive areas against any grooming mishaps. Um, the Performance Package 5.0 comes with a bunch of really fabulous products like the Refined Cologne, um, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit, which designs to shape his scruff effortlessly. It'll sculpt cheek lines, maintain beard styles, and it'll seamlessly handle even a thicker beard. It is a perfect tool for a polished, date-ready appearance. So the Performance Package just comes with everything you could possibly need. It's like the perfect gift. It comes with multiple things inside. It's just one thing. Perfect. And we've got a code. You can get 20% off and free shipping with code toast at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code toast. Here's to keeping the romance alive. One smooth move at a time. Thank you, Lass. Incredibly smooth. Smooth criminal. Our next story is the first in, I think, what will be a series of stories over the next two weeks, which is Super Bowl commercial collaboration pairs. Oh, how exciting. I love these stories. First one, Elf Super Bowl commercial collaboration pair, and they've teamed up with the cast of Suits for their Super Bowl commercial. Wait, Elf Cosmetics? Elf Cosmetics. Yeah, remember last year they did Jennifer Coolidge. She was having her big moment. With the sticky... it's a primer so sticky and it was like sticking to everything. Yeah. So this year, the legal drama is going to be part of the Super Bowl. Three of its stars are reuniting on the small screen. Gina Torres, Rick Hoffman, and Sarah Rafferty appear in the trailer for Elf Cosmetics' new Super Wait, so Bowl. So is that... Rick Hoffman is obviously Lewis Lit. Yeah. Sarah is Donna. And who was the first actress? These three people. Jessica, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jessica, Donna, and Lewis. Great. So they're in a trailer for the new Super Bowl ad. Also, now Super Bowl ads have trailers and promos and teasers, which it's just a whole thing. It's a, okay, it is a lot, but you're paying like $8 million for 30 seconds. Like, milk that shit. I, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. I mean, saying. that's $8 million before you even have to pay for production. You have to pay your stars, pay for the sets. Like, it's just to get the commercial. Yeah. I don't know if it's $8 million. I remember a few years ago it was 5 so I assume with inflation it's at 8 Yeah, the ad will promote the brand's top-selling product of 2023, which is the Halo Glow Liquid Filter Complexion Blooster. Blooster. That's interesting. Like, Elf is such an interesting company because they're probably the best drugstore brand of makeup. Like, they've really cornered the drugstore market, whereas, like, their products are sometimes better than, like, stuff from Sephora and Ulta, but their whole kind of brand ethos is they, like, steal other things. So the Halo Glow is a $5 version of the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Flawless Filter. It, the packaging looks exactly the same. It's the exact same thing. So it's kind of crazy that like they have a commercial and Charlotte Tilbury doesn't, you know? Yeah. Crazy. And then there's a bunch of other celebs and personalities who are like summoned to court and appear in the ad as well. Oh, wow. So they're going all out. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how much money like Elf makes. Because when you think about like the the brands that do... Super Bowl commercials. It's the biggest, biggest. It's like the PepsiCo companies, Frito-Lay. Like, it's Dorito, it's soda, it's... And that's why every... Amazon, every year there's, like, randomly, like, a new brand. Like, remember last year was the Farmer's Dog? Yeah. And we were like, oh, good for them. Like, a toast sponsor getting a Super Bowl commercial. There was also Oatly. Yeah. I feel like they, like, just... I read a story about Oatly, like, how all their milk is, like, poisonous or something. Or they went bankrupt, something like that. Something like that. But those milks that are... Not milk that's like a real milk. Mm-hmm. Could go either way, you know? There's always, like, things that come out. I think, like, silk turned out to yep. be really bad. 
Did they? Soy milk controversy. I'm not finding. What was the Oatly story? Whatever. Um, also, I just, when I was looking, Oatly is now going to be having desserts at Carvel. That's pretty smart, actually. Keep Carvel, like Carvel. Dairy, dairy free. No, like, like an option. Keep Carvel, Carvel. Unfortunately, Carvel, like, is a dying brand, so they do need to do, like, annoying modern things, and Oatly, like, is a good collab. Sick. Sick, I agree. And that's what's wrong, like, with... Culture. Culture. Like, some things can't remain... Agreed. As they are. And I actually think that's a great segue into our fifth and final story, which okay. is a push into the future. And I want to get okay. Trudy's take. Okay. Because Elon Musk says that the human patient is recovering well after a Neuralink implanted their brain chip. So Neuralink is one of Elon's company where they're working on like uh, brain chips where they implant them into the human and then they can communicate with human brain. No, it's like you can control a computer with your brain. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So... Up until now, they had been using like pigs and animal testing, but they just did a human patient for the first time. Elon shared on X that the unidentified patient is recovering well after they received the implant on Sunday. He said initial results show promising neuron spike detection. He did not provide any additional information regarding the patient's condition of the procedure. The Neuralink is a quarter-sized chip implant, has dozens of tiny thread-like electrodes. The electrodes are then implanted into the brain itself and relay electrical signals from neurons. The chip is placed in the brain's region that controls the intention to move. So Elon uh, talks about how it would control phones and computers just by thinking. He said initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs. He said, oh. like, imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or auctioneer. That is the goal. Right. Okay. Well, now when you put it like that, because I was about to be like, this is fucking weird. Like, this is really some Black Mirror type shit. Yeah. It's not for me at this moment. Me neither. But, but like, when you think about the future, like year 3000, like, you do think about a world in which, like, your brain can control your phone or whatever. And like this is the first step. It's just freaky as fuck because this is this is AI on crack. Yeah, yeah. And when like if, if people think AI is scary, like I think this is frightening. But using it as like a medical device for like people who have lost use of their limbs, like that to me is way less intimidating and scary. That's like always a good example of the positives of technology. I remember those Super Bowl Microsoft commercials where they would show people using Microsoft technology, people who are handicapped yes. and how amazing it is. I feel like that's always like the pro for technology and then the con list just keeps going. Yeah. But I remember in Elon's book when he talked about the reasons for Neuralink, I wasn't totally against it, but it's just like not for me and not something that I feel like I need to see in the world, but he feels like it's important for the advancement of society. Right. I also think like Elon is very... um particular and sort of uh conservative when it comes to like the advancement of technology yes. like he's not he's he's all for like safe ai you were saying that so i do sort of trust his judgment here a little bit it's not like he's one of these crazy geniuses who will invent anything at any cost no matter what it takes like he's very i think um prudent yeah i agree so i i do think he's the right person to be doing something like this and i do trust him because he is conservative and he doesn't like just want to build robots and machines that are just going to take over the world for the sake of it and then like can. that chip could just like take over your brain and you're just like a zombie robot doing whatever chip says right 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 right. like he's probably building chips so that someone else doesn't build it first and create a chip like that 
Right, right, right. So we have to support as much as we can. I'm just saying like, you know, maybe the future is not for me, little old me. I agree. No, like even the way you just said, like so that somebody else doesn't create a chip that could take over. Like, are you kidding? No, but like. Like that's possible? Chip on chip crime. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It just feels like, you know, it feels like a lot. Yeah, but these are questions for the Elons of the world to grapple with and we just read about the headlines. Yeah, this is where it feels, you know, kind of great, like ignorance, like being dumb. It's like, these are not my problems. I know, but I feel like with AI this year, like it really crept up on us. Even AI ethical issues. We were just talking about last week, like with the Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift photos. Yeah, it's so true. Like I, I went from not knowing what AI is to like being extremely concerned. Extremely concerned, but also like utilizing AI, enjoying some elements of AI. But now we're kind of like in this, we're all privy to this debate of like how smart should AI be how intelligent should it be yeah and like should there be litigation around AI and like laws and there probably should but even in the in the software of it in the coding of it that's where like the Elons come in they like decide before it gets to that point of like what AI's limitations should be right damn these are big questions we're dealing with here today big big questions big Huge. Bitch. Huge. Um, so that's our show. And what's so exciting is the next time you hear from us, it'll be Wednesday. And like we can just kind of breathe a sigh of relief that we're pretty much halfway through the week. We can so, hump our way through the week. So just keep that in mind. Keep your chins up today, girls. Like you'll be okay. You'll get through it. We love you dearly. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Monday Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video thumbs up. Rolls available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Everybody gets to the best. Are you talented? We are. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye.